Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 24th of December. It is Christmas Eve as the Flyers are coming off a 6-5 loss against the Carolina Hurricanes, a game which they went into the third period down 6-2, found a way to battle back, get within a goal, but come up short. They get goals from Nick Sealer in the third period. They get Scott Lawton shorthanded goal, and they get a Travis Konechny shorthanded goal. But ultimately, they fall short against the Carolina Hurricanes, a game where the Canes probably took their foot off the gas in the third period, if we're being honest. Thought they had the game in hand. It certainly looked like they did based on the way they played. But the Flyers, they, they battled. you got, you got to give them credit for battling back. And, you know, we're grading on a curve right now. There's no doubt about it. Pro sports are about winning, and it's another loss. Yeah, they battled back against Toronto to make it a one-goal game. And, yeah, they battled back against Carolina to make it a one-goal game. Ultimately, it's a loss. So head into the, uh, the Christmas break with uh, a couple of losses against two really good teams. Yeah, they battled back. I guess that is a good thing. It's better than the alternative, um, but still a couple of losses as we head into the break. Really, the the big question now coming out of the game yesterday is Sam Arison got his first start in the NHL. It didn't start out ideal. First shot that was taken on him, uh, got by him. I don't think he saw it after a turnover by Evan Proveroff in the D zone. Another one that he had a heavily, heavily screened on, didn't see, and the game was kind of on top of him at that point against a really good team that was dictating the terms all over the ice in Carolina. So he gets pulled after he allows that fifth goal. Hart comes in. He gives up the sixth goal, and by virtue, he get, takes the loss in the game because the Flyers lost 6-5. to five. That's the goal. That's the game-winning goal, the Jesperi Kakinemi goal. Hart has a collision with uh, Seth Jarvis. He got pushed into the crease by Rasmus Ristolainen, and it was an east-west pass. Hart is on his left side of the crease, and as the puck gets moved across the ice on an east-west pass, Hart turns the head, shoulder turn, goes to go to the other side, and the collision happens right into the side of his head. It's just an ugly collision for a goalie because the mask is not designed for that. A goalie mask is not snug completely around the sides like a helmet is to absorb a hit like that. The mask is actually snug on the forehead and the chin and a little bit on the cheeks, but the mask is designed to come off the head a little bit because if a puck hits you in the mask, it will release the energy out the back of the mask. And it's not touching your head, so it's better for when you take a puck. But it's not better for when you take a collision. And Hart was clearly in distress. Trainer came out and eventually walked him off the ice. And you just hope that it's nothing significant and that he'll be fine for when they return coming up on the 29th. He means everything to this team. It's a subject that you're going to hear from about in just a minute with John Tortorella as I spoke to him yesterday before the game talking about goaltending and how that helps the the minutes in games be more meaningful because goaltending keeps you in games. And uh, just hope that Carter is feeling well today and that uh, he gets the proper rest and can get back, back out there as quickly as possible. So without further ado, I did catch up with John Tortorella yesterday. We talk about a, a number of subjects, including rebuild. We talk about specific players. We talk about managing this group without winning. And we talk about probably Torts' favorite topic, 
Hockey and Hounds. So here's my conversation with John Tortorella. And remember, this was yesterday before the game, so we don't reference the game from last night. Here's the head coach, John Tortorella. Uh, joining us in this episode of Flyers Daily, we're going to talk some pucks. We're going to talk some hounds, hockey and hounds. And uh, joining us is Flyers head coach, John Tortorella. Torts, how you doing? Good, man. You? I'm doing good. Do you feel like you're all set for Christmas and everything? Everything in order there? No. <laughs> it's tough with this schedule, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm... That's the furthest thing from my mind. I hope I'm not being uh, ignorant about that, but now my wife's handling all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> She's used to it at this point. Yes. Towards how, how do you manage that 21 games in 40 days? Cause you got to manage emotion of players. You got to manage energy levels. You know, there's so many elements to, to managing that situation. That's, that's a lot of games. Yeah. We, we, we looked at this stretch back when it started and planned out our practices or lack of practices, uh, really trying to get them as much time, certain times away from the rink or at least off the ice. And, and that's where it's come into a lot of tape work. Uh, but you know what, Jason, the biggest hurdle for us as we've gone through it is just keeping them in a positive frame through the lack of success. And uh, that wears on you mentally and then it breaks you down physically uh when you, you just struggle to get the results uh and quite honestly i i think our guys have handled it really well uh it's something we've really focused on and, and have had many conversations with our players about through this yeah because as long as they plug that big shiny scoreboard in you want to end up on the right side of it and to take you know elements of progress is not an element of victory isn't it yeah yeah and especially especially for players. Uh, yeah. They're the ones that are doing the work. They're the ones that are putting on that uniform every day. Uh, you know, we're looking at tape and we're busy, but they're the ones that are going through it. And uh, they, they, they just look at it differently. The amount of work they put in their practice, the tape work and the game itself, they want something at the end of the night that's positive. And unfortunately it just hasn't been consistent. I, I, I think we're getting better. Uh, you know, speaking as a coach again, it, it's not the whole result, but I have to I have to look at how we're proceeding and are we progressing, and I think we are. So I can kind of live in that world a little bit. They can't. They just want the result, and so that's something we have to respect and also coach. Is is that something you dealt with in past year ones in in your career? Because year ones everywhere you've been, you haven't been a playoff team. You come in and you take over a situation. And you have to kind of do what you're doing here, setting a standard and also, you know, setting the organization up for an arc of, uh, of success going forward. Cause you've done that everywhere by going to the, the playoffs for many years after not one and done, you went on an arc with each one of those teams. Has there been a difference this with this group than in your past? Not really. I mean, I, I, I don't think if I can, I don't think I've gone through so much losing in a space of time as far as not getting the result. Um, but we, you know, but it, it's basically the same kind of mindset you're in. And uh, I, I can't, and it's a very important part for the coaching staff. We can't uh, overshoot. We can't expect more uh, than, than we think they can handle. It doesn't mean we don't hold them accountable, but I think you can do some damage to building a foundation of a team if you want it too quickly, when you just, it's just not ready to go there. And I've made mistakes that way with individuals and with teams is you want it so badly, you forget about and you miss some steps. 
and that's when you start you, you start spinning your wheels in the mud and uh we're, we're rebuilding here we, we, and it's from the ground floor and uh we need to build it the proper way without skipping steps you don't start putting in a vanity bathroom at this point. You got to get the plumbing and the electric and the foundation so the house stands first, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, let me ask you the element of goaltending, I think, is really important for a team in this position because if you get goaltending, you can then keep your players in the mindset of playing meaningful minutes in games. If you're not getting goaltending and you're behind in games and there's big gaps in, on the scoreboard, then it can get really difficult and sloppy. That element, I think, is really big for you guys to be in games. Yeah, yeah, and, and Carr d- does it for us again uh, last night, and uh, um, he he's been. It, it, it it's difficult. Uh, it's a hard job for our goaltenders right now. Although was, I, I think the past we have begin to find a way to score some goals. I think we're beginning to release ourselves a little bit offensively. Um, but it's hard because there's just no, uh, there's no room, there's no margin of error that we can overcome if you're not scoring some goals. Like we have a, a terrible eight minutes in that second period where we turn the puck over and it's almost like we're playing against two opponents, not only the Maple Leafs, but ourselves. Yeah. We, we can't, we, we, we have enough problems right now trying to beat the opponent with a different color jersey on. We can't be our own opponent. And I, th- I think that was one of the biggest downfalls after playing a really good first period of kind of beating ourselves and, and allowing Toronto to get themselves going. And, and your goalie needs to be the, the guy to keep you there. Carter did, found a way to crawl back into it late in the third, but uh, just not enough. Towards the one thing, too, you know, when you have a team that can outscore their mistakes and outscore poor structure or poor system play, that sometimes leads you in a direction, too, that – why play a system if we can just outscore it, outscore the mistakes, but you're not in that situation. So that, I imagine that helps you teaching. Yeah, and we, we just finished our meeting here. We had an 11.30 meeting, and uh, and I showed him some clips of that eight-minute span from the start of the second period to the 12-minute mark. And, and we're, we have to – to me, Jason, it's a, it's a temperature check of the game it is – is where the momentum is. That, that and that is structure. That that isn't a that isn't a physical skill. That's a mental skill, to understand where we're at in that game. We were struggling. We were turning it over. We didn't start the period well, and then we just kept turning things over. Even if there's sometimes plays to be made during that span, maybe we just don't try to make those plays for a few minutes and get the puck in deep because that's what we needed to do. And that is a that's a big part of winning in this league. And that's a mental skill. And that is part of structure. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's like I want to put a, a red light on the front of the bench when we're going through that, where it's danger, danger. It, it, we need to simplify here until we get our feet back underneath us. Yeah. We've gone through a lot of that this year that, that we have to get much better at. It's a discipline. And yeah. when all else is failing rely on your structure the thing you can control um you mentioned that you know you're getting some goal scoring now and you're getting it from under 25 year old players we know about tk and you know the way he's been putting the puck and then at 14 goals on the season uh, frost has had a bit of an awakening as well and maybe farabee is is taking his game back to a higher level they're they're playing better frosty i didn't i didn't like him the first half of the game last night but he, he started playing better joel is slowly coming 
makes a, a, a really good move to, to get his opportunity late in the third period there and goes five hole. Had, had some other opportunities, had a chance to tie the game, but he just got his stick stubbed right at the right when he was shooting the puck in the, into the open net. So the puck, the pucks follow him a little bit, and uh, I, I like the the two offensive lines. I kind of flip flopped the centers late in the game, and uh, we we created some offense. And uh, yeah, so um, you know, as I said, coaches need to hang their hat on something, not always the result, to keep them sane. I think some of the young guys are beginning to progress, and uh, even on our back end too. I think we're getting better there. It's important for those guys two steps forward, but not to take three steps back. They, they got to yeah. keep that going. Yeah, you you can have a half a step back. You just don't want to fall off the cliff when yep. when you when you are. And, and uh, tip the same way. I think tip has uh, been inconsistent, but I think his inconsistency aren't such a big dip. He finds his game quicker. So that that's. That's the world we're living in right now. We're going to proceed this year in trying to progress that way and take these uh, small steps forward and trying to get better. Towards managing the middle of the ice with your centers has been obviously a challenge because you don't have a lot of depth at that position with injuries and, and other situations. Uh, but managing the middle is, is difficult when you know you got guys that don't have a lot of center experience. You like to be big and strong up the middle, but that's just not in the cards right now for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, Casey's done a really good job on the defensive side of the puck. Uh, you know, we're still – Frosty has played better there. Uh, not a real big guy, but is playing better away from the puck and battling for pucks offensively. Uh, like last night, I've been using Kevin on the wing, but when we needed some more offense, I, I bumped Casey out of there because he, he's just been – he's struggling a little bit offensively and, and try to give Kevin a chance there to create some offense for us. So it, it's a – it's an ever-fluent uh, position and a very important position in our yeah. game uh, that we're dealing with here. But it is what it is, and, and, and uh, uh, it's a challenge, but it, it gives people opportunities to get minutes that maybe they weren't getting if we were, you know, uh, if I was you, you, with, with Kevin, I just feel more comfortable with on the wing. I, I think it keeps him away from situations I don't think he, he just feels comfortable in. So we're, we're going to move with it and try to find our way. Yeah, with Kevin, it mitigates a weakness and accentuates a positive to create off offensively. Yes. Bradshaw uh, was tasked uh, with dealing with um, Rasmus Ristolainen, and a guy that you know has kind of overplayed plays in his past quite a bit. But Shawsey seems to have him playing a lot more inside the dots, not chasing plays. And you got Risto with Provorov for a while now. What have you seen out of Risto? Yeah, much better stick, uh, much better understanding about positioning. Uh, him and Provy chased a little bit, uh, lost some good ice last night on the third goal. They were both behind the net on that goal. We just showed that this morning about, and we showed a contrast of some of the good things as far as positioning versus running out of position to really chase nothing and, and, and put yourself on the outside. Those are things we're constantly teaching with our back end, and especially with Risto. Risto likes going for the hit, which yeah. we want. Uh, he's learned to keep his stick down to get stick on puck more now. And we just don't want him running to get the big hits, running out of position, and let and have him chase the game back to the net. And I think he's improving tremendously on that part of the game. Towards one of the things you said when you got hired was about the fractured room. Uh, now you lose Atkinson for the year as well, and he was going to be a big element for you in that locker room. Obviously, Couturier being out. Uh, how do you feel like you know the room and fixing the room has been? I, I, I think it's grown. Uh, I. I 
like I said, if I if I knew uh, if I felt there was a captain in there and alternate captains and all that, I'd have all the all the letters spread out there on their uniforms. I'm going to wait that out this year, uh, see where we're at next year. I got lots there with the A. I, I just think he leads by example. He's not a real, uh, doesn't use his voice a lot, but just through his example of how hard he plays, I felt he was the guy for right now. Uh, but through through some adversity and through uh, just some of the inconsistencies we've gone through, I think the room has stayed together. And as I said early in our conversation here, Jason, that's hard to do when you're, you're not getting a consistent result. And uh, I respect the guys, how they've handled themselves and they've stayed together. They seem to get along and, and they play for one another. Uh, again, not total results, but, we, uh, but I think it's taken the steps in the right direction. Let's talk about something that, you know, they always get along. That is the dog owner and the dog. Whenever you go out, you come home, the dog is happier than hell to see you. And we have got a great, I love this dog, by the way. Oh, this dog is Casper. Let's tell the people about hockey and hounds and Casper, this bulldog. <laughs> yeah. And if, first of all, you've got to get on the site, philadelphiaflyers.com slash hockey and hounds. And if, if Casper isn't the right name for this dog, I don't know what is because he, <laughs> I mean, he's just staring at you. It's a five-year-old bulldog mix who was rescued from the Pennsylvania SPCA humane law enforcement as usually happens trying to find these dogs that are in harm's way. Uh, the, the, they've done a great job in getting this dog healthy. Uh, and one of the note underneath them as I'm reading here is he needs some problem. You know, he has a, it's not a problem, but has some manner problems as a lot of dogs do, but uh, it, it just looks like a fantastic dog. And uh, I, I, you get to get on the site and look at them. And I, like I always say to you and, and the people I talk about when we're on this segment of the show, the names kill me. The, the, I love the names of some of these dogs. Uh, so take a look at this one. Uh, uh, he's a beauty. And one, one other note, Jason, as we, we've talked about with the Philadelphia Flyers and Paws and SPCA joining together, 26 dogs were named after players. 22 of them have been adopted. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that, that is that 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 just makes my. Uh, it's just so great uh, how the how the the area out there in Philly are, are jumping in here and trying to help these dogs. So, really good stuff there, and uh, I hope it continues. And uh, yeah, so it uh, get on the site. You'll get a lot of information on that site, and uh, hopefully we can keep on trying to help these animals and cats. Cats are looking for homes also. Some of the players yeah. grab some. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, they went in and, and adopted some. So uh, it's not just the dogs. It's the cats also, along with other animals. Yeah, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com slash Hockey and Hounds. All the details on Adoptable Dogs of the Week. You can see the picture of Casper, and he's going to look at you and melt your heart. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and plus, the Hockey and Hound shirts are available, supporting uh, John and Christine Tortorella's Family Foundation for giving back. And you can learn more about the foundation at TortorellaFoundation.org. And uh, you make best yeah, and I want to make one last thing. With our foundation, I just want people to know that goes directly to shelters in need. It, it That money goes directly. So a lot of players are buying them for Christmas gifts, really cool sweatshirts and T-shirts. So get in on it here. You not only get something nice to wear, but you're helping the, especially some of the rural shelters, it helps them directly right away. Oh, great. That's great work. Um, John, thanks for doing this as always. Have a great holiday and uh, a little bit of a break uh, coming back uh, on the 29th out in San Jose 
By the way, if I was commissioner of the league, a, a team from the East Coast would never play a West Coast team at 1030 at night. <laughs> 10 o'clock, okay. We don't need this extra half hour business. Take that up with Gary. I will. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, Torts. Jason, be well. Merry Christmas to everybody. Always great to catch up with Torts, get his firsthand thoughts on where the team is and where it's going and much more. So, everybody, I want you to have a great Christmas, and we will talk to you on Christmas. We'll have another episode tomorrow. And uh, we got a few days off before the next game coming up on Thursday night in San Jose at 1030. But we'll talk to you next time on a brand new Flyers Daily.